have you guys watched Love is Blind? Oh, gosh. Okay, because I've watched yeah. one episode. Also, there, was, there was a girl from Augusta on there. Yes. Yeah, yes, I know is. her. I used to party with her. Yeah, she, <laughs> I don't know if I'll include that part in the episode, but I used to. I know of her because she would paint up for basketball games. I've only seen the first episode, and I don't know if I'm going to continue. I feel like my brain cells, I don't have enough brain cells to lose anymore right now. Is love blind? I don't know. It's, oh my gosh. I won't know till I watch the whole thing and I won't watch it. I feel like six years ago in my like high, strong, dramatic (laughs) days of dating, I probably would have been like, I should be on this show. I feel like I can watch. I feel like I can find my husband in two days. Okay. (laughs) But pause. They got a bunch of people that are relatively attractive and put them in there. Like there's nobody in there that you're looking at them and like, I would not want to end up with that. I feel like the next season needs to be a little bit more uh, scandalous with some not so good looking people. Yeah, right. like you walk in, there's like a fly buzzing around someone's head. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Someone eating Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just pouring taco meat on them. So, all right, so we're, oh, this may or may not go into the podcast episode. We're, we're, Don't worry. It better. Out of this. <laughs> um, Welcome to the Drop the Disc podcast. My name is David. I'm Chris. We have a very exciting show for you today. As we talked about last week, uh, we have Barkley Bishop coming on today. And she is not quite speaking to us yet. But we wanted to take this opportunity to go ahead and greet you guys and shout out our title sponsor. Yeah. So who is our title sponsor, David? Miss Nancy Powell. Um, and, and actually, so it's funny, I was, I was doing the editing for the episode we posted last week where uh, we were talking about, uh, we were talking to millennials whining back in November. And it's funny that the one thing about the show that's been consistent that I can tell is that Nancy has been supporting us and that we've been happy about it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, Nancy has been working with you right now to buy a house for residents. Yep. Uh, she is a real estate broker at Palin Associates. Uh, her Instagram is at downtown Augusta broker. And if you are in the market, think you might be in the market soon, have any real estate questions. What we're telling you is that Nancy is our absolute personal number one recommendation. Go talk to her. She'll, at the very least, give you some wisdom for your real estate experience. Absolutely. Um, I agree with that 100%. Just like I agree with our our drink sponsor of the year. Technically, not our 100% drink sponsor. However, they do uh, Savannah River Brewing Company um, right now. They're not a full tap room right now. They're just curbside. However, still making great beer. Um, I visited their curbside today and they were about, they're going to can some more Blanky Kong. So get excited about that. Yep. So anyways, 
we want to thank them for everything they do. They also support this podcast and just having a small business, specifically a small brewery local in Augusta. It's awesome to have them on our side. Uh, and they allow us to drink beer for free, which is awesome, which makes this show even better. It the makes more we the drink, show, the better it gets. It makes the show a lot better. And they're doing, um, sales on this app right now called beer me right yes and it's um, b-e-i-r-m-e beer me that sounds almost german yes like kind of like beer garden the way a beer garden would be spelled gotcha yeah they are a they're allowed to um deliver alcohol and uh specifically Say that again they are allowed to deliver alcohol it is a uh like a food service delivery takeout except for beer uber eats for beer yes so or augusta to go for beer exactly exactly and i don't know if everybody in augusta is on board but i do know 100 percent savannah river brewing company is on board with that company so if you uh don't want to go out to curbside and you'd much rather stay at home in the security of your home you can uh go to beer me and download their app and order their beer. Chris, are, are you drinking anything for this episode? Oh, I see it. <laughs> I am. Uh, and I'm not even drinking Savannah River Brewery. In fact, some people would judge me hard right now, but I'm actually drinking a Natty Light Tall Boy. Um, I didn't notice that it was tall. Yes. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh Chris is living on a budget right now, so and we're buying a home. So I went real light and real cheap. But Literally, you know what? Yeah. When it's really cold, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and David, what are you drinking on? Um, well, I, I do have my my Riverwatch Brewery sample glass. Nice. And there's Maker's Mark in it. Excellent. And an ice cube. Yeah. Uh, so Super refreshing. I actually, this is a homemade extra large ice cube. Ooh. I uh, put it in Tupperware last night. Oh. Um, and look at the beautiful thing that has happened. It's like the size of my fist. Is it the, uh, is it the all equal parts Zach McCabe trick? Or did you no, just go no. off YouTube and watch it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't a clean ice cube. For sure. oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, uh, I see Barclay is ready to join us. Are you good, David? I'm good. Awesome. So, Barclay, welcome to not our studio. Yeah. And uh, welcome to our Zoom studio. And uh, we're really glad that you are here today. Well, welcome to my house. Awesome. My, the beautiful yes. wall. My, my wall of antlers. Oh, very nice. Very beautiful. Did you curate that picture to be in? I did. Okay. I did. Okay. I, a real news reporter would have had it as my OTS, which is called an over-the-shoulder. Okay. And I did have oh. a position as such, but, uh, do you see you, my OTS? That is, you see, you, you're very well framed. That is, you know, when you buy frames and they have pictures already in them. Are those the same pictures? Yeah. That's this amazing. is our guest room and we're, we're actually getting ready to move and we just threw them up there. They look good from what I can see though. Nice oh, yeah. family back there. Oh yeah. <laughs> are those, are those black and white flowers, Chris? <laughs> I yeah, and tulips specifically. Like trying tulips. to zoom in for Those it. Are yeah. Those are cute. Yeah. Well, well, David, I'm noting noticing your OTS is like a lantern. Yeah, mine's a living room. Actually, it's cool. So this is an old house. It was built in the 50s. Um, right there, 
that is a candle that came with the house. And so <laughs> Very actually, nice. Yeah. So uh, there's no like big living room light. There are vents in the ceiling, which uh, I guess before AC was probably very helpful. Um, yes. uh, but so I can I can walk around with my lantern if I ever need to. Uh, you never know. Right. Pretty cool. A lot of storms came through wall. today. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need vents in your ceiling and a lantern. So, so Barclay, how long have you lived in Augusta, Georgia? Uh, my first day of work was July 4th of tw- uh, 2007. So what is that? Okay. Coming up on 13 years? Yeah, wow. 13 years. So you're not originally from the city of Augusta? No. So I'm so from Pittsburgh. You, okay. Yeah. Can you take us through a little bit of your background? Yes. So uh, my... So I went to school, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and then I went to school at West Virginia University. And I changed my major like four times, could not figure out what I wanted to do. And finally, my junior year, I was like, I mean, I guess I got to find a major. And I'd already like been on the path to communications. And I was like, well, maybe I need to do a little bit more than that. So I um, went into broadcast journalism because I like to write. But um, anyway, I got into broadcast and I really liked it. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. I love it, but, um, so my senior year, uh, at West Virginia was, uh, it was April and this was 2007. So our sister school is Virginia tech. And so that was the year that the school shootings happened at Virginia tech. So myself and one other guy, we were seniors and, and honestly, like I had no idea. I hadn't even applied to any jobs. Like I email was really just very, it was newer, uh, for us in the, in the school realm. So, um, Mm -hmm. I hadn't even emailed out any resumes, whatever. So we are walking down the hallway and my professor at the time was like, Hey, we want to send, um, two of you to go cover these school shootings. They had literally just happened like an hour prior, maybe an hour prior. And so we were like, all right, we'll go. We had no idea what we were walking into. So we get there and we are camping out in the press conference room, which at the time was completely empty. And we fell asleep in that press conference room overnight. And like, literally when we woke up, like Katie Couric was here, Geraldo Rivera was, I mean, the place had been packed, but you couldn't get a hotel room or anything. So that's what we had to do. And anyway, through the course of those couple of days in the 24 seven news cycle that they had, um, they had to fill time. And so Gerardo had his senior producer was in this room and he had asked if we wanted to interview at like four, it was like, I don't know, like four in the morning, they were looking for just slots to fill. And so we, I ended up interviewing on Fox news a couple of times. Well, my news director in Augusta, um, saw that I was a senior and he sends me this email, which I never got until I returned back to school. Like a couple of days later, he's like, Hey, Bet you're looking for a job. I see you're a senior. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I probably should take you up on this. And so what's that? When you say you got an interview, is that like you got to interview like a person? No. So when I was at. They interviewed you. So you were on national television. Yeah. So they interviewed me for uh, just like what our perspective was as a student journalist. Okay. Um, And so. And, and, you know, weirdly enough or oddly enough, I had no idea the connection with Ryan Clark, who was the Lakeside grad, who was the RA who was killed. I I had no clue that connection. And then here I come to Augusta. So it was just, 
it came full circle. And 10 years later, I was able to meet his mom and I spoke at this scholarship um, fund that she has for him. And so it was really cool. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's just, it was crazy how it came together. But um, yeah, so I, I got a job in Augusta and I've been here ever since. I just have, um, you know, every couple of years contracts come up. And so you either resign or you can go to another market. And for me, it was like two years would come up and then the weekend anchor position came open. And then two years later, it's like another yeah. position comes. So I ended up just being here and I, and I like it. And for the listeners at home, um, what do you do right now? What is your title? <laughs> That's a good yes. question. Yeah. So I am the morning co-anchor of Good Morning Augusta. So I work alongside Mary Morrison, who is legend in yeah. this town, and uh, John Lynn, who he and I worked together since since day one when I started um, back in 2007. So it's been it's a great team. Love it. Uh, you can't get up that early in the morning without enjoying where you're going to work. Awesome. So <laughs> when when you, right now you're the host of Good Morning Augusta. When you first came here right out of college, what was your gig like? So what has yeah. your kind of journey been through the news in Augusta? Have you been with the same company the whole time? Uh, no. Okay. So let me take you through my quick resume. So I started with WJBF, which is the ABC affiliate. And I started on the weekends and then you work three days during the week. So I was night side. So that's like three to midnight. And, um, then after a couple of years, I became the weekend anchor. And then after that, I just, I was probably 24, 25, maybe probably 24, and I just was in that, um, thought the grass was greener on the other side, or I don't know, I just getting this itch to try something different. And nice. so I actually got out of, um, news and worked, um, I worked for very Vera for a few months. And then I went and worked at doctor's hospital doing public relations. And I was there for about a year and a half. Okay. And then I just remember coming back and like part of like the gig that you do there is you help get the interviews for doctors and I remember coming back to the station when they had this brand new station where they had gutted Barnes and Noble from what we were originally in, which was now torn down by the Morris Museum. And I was like, man, I really think that I want to come back and work here. And I never thought I would. And I did. And then I went to um, back to ABC and then uh, NBC had an opening. Um, so I was the morning anchor there for a couple of years with Jay Jeffries. Okay. Um, and he's wild. That was a, that was a blast. <laughs> I've never heard anything about Jay Jeffries, except that he's fun and positive and great. So can you yeah, confirm that? Yes, he is. He's wild, man. He's like, um, Jay really pulled me out of my shell. Really? You know, like, yeah, that I would say that that, and that was my first real opportunity to be a solo anchor also. And so he really helped me adapt into the world of like emceeing. And I mean, we were, if he would go to an event out, he would always bring me with him. And, you know, we always did things as a team and it really helped to get a lot more acclimated into the community. And I can say that that's probably about the time that I really started to connect more because you don't really get to see people, you know, I mean, you, you go on TV and you have thousands of viewers, but like you only see the camera, you don't see them. Um, so that was really a, a good opportunity for me to start to, and you get to go to cool events that you don't normally, you wouldn't maybe yeah, pay right. a ticket to go to or something, that's, you know, and see, see people that you wouldn't think to go see. 
It's like an underground world. Um, I, I yeah. saw Jay Jeffries doing uh, Communities in Schools, the superhero fundraiser. Um, yeah. Where he dressed up as the Flash last year, I think he was. He was <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you're originally from Pittsburgh, is that right? Yeah. Um, when you left Pittsburgh and went to West Virginia and, and ultimately ended up moving to Augusta and staying here, what is it that you were kind of looking for, I guess? So uh, Pittsburgh, big city, right? Mm -hmm. uh, big, lots of people. Um, and clearly, like the decisions you've made since then, it hasn't been trending that direction. So like, what is it about like Augusta, for example, that's made you stay here for so long? So a couple of things. One, you know, when you come out of college, anywhere but home is new to you. So no matter what size it is, it's like the first time that you're actually on your own and you're paying your own bills and you have to make your own dinner because, you know, you can't go to your parents and eat. You know, I just I had nobody here. I didn't know anybody in Augusta. So um, that was I, I was just I'm pretty stubborn. And so like, I was like, no, I will make it here and I'll be just fine kind of thing. So okay. that's why, you know, I, en I enjoyed it being here because it was kind of my own little town, my own little city. But, um, you know, in this time, we, we went through a phase where we were going through some litigation where NBC and ABC were being bought or separate. NBC was being separated. And that's kind of what dissolved me and Jay and, uh, at NBC. And during that time, we just had no idea what was going to happen. And so that was an opportunity for me to go and interview at places that I was like, oh, maybe, I, maybe these would be my, my mm -hmm. dream places. Maybe Charlotte, I would want to interview or Greenville um, or Nashville because those were just, I don't know, I just thought those towns were great. And then I just was, I was like, okay, if I'm not to have these jobs, make it abundantly clear because I really like where I'm at. And I really like the networking that I have here and the people that I've met, but man, it's going to be hard to start over and not only just start over. Like when you get into a big city, some people are really big city people, but when you start thinking about the, the job that this is, and a lot of what you do is based off of networking and meeting people and the relationships that you build, Augusta is an easier place to meet people and get involved with people. It's kind of like this big little town because you, you, I, I love the game of trying to, if somebody's like, oh, I need to get in touch with them and like playing this mind game of like, okay, I think like by six degrees of separation, I can get you in touch with that person. I think you're but three like, degrees here, three degrees. Three, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which makes it even easier. Right, right. But yeah, that's what I would, I mean, I just, I like being able to get what you, I don't know, I, I like to know everybody. It's, it's yeah. a very, I feel like accessible is kind of what you're describing right now. It's like very, absolutely accessible. like you can do whatever you want kind of a thing. And people want to help you. Right. You know? I, yeah. So Barclay, we, a lot of uh, people that are fans of you uh, know you as a news anchor. Mm -hmm. Help. What are some things you like to do for fun here in Augusta, Georgia? You know, where, where do you like to go eat? Or, or like, elsewhere. Or elsewhere. Or elsewhere. Not yeah. a big traveler. Actually hate okay. traveling in the car. Okay. <laughs> um, not a huge, I do an international, well, I'm really not even a big traveler, but like I've done an international trip every year for the past like five years. So that really doesn't make sense to say that. But I really, I love nothing more than having zero plans on the weekend. Okay. Um, 
I love to, I just started going to the lake for the first time, like three years ago. It's so, a, it's, it's a kind of a hidden gem. If you don't know about it, it's only 30, 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away from here. It's amazing. And yeah. I didn't even see, I started, well, my now husband at the time, I, he's a real big into outdoors. And he, I remember him saying one day, he's like, man, I just love this place. And I was like, Augusta? He's like, yeah, you know, driving over the state line from South Carolina to Georgia, you just see all this beauty. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it really kind of like for an outdoor, he's like, I mean, you're near the lake. You can go kayaking. You can go hunting. I was like, whatever. But it did make sense when you're an outsider looking in about everything that's around here. So anyway, so I kind of got more into being outdoorsy. Um, I like to run half marathons. So like, and I'll train for them and sometimes I'll actually run them and sometimes I won't, but I just like the, <laughs> like the idea of doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like, well, I just got a dog too. So that's kind of occupied some time. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah, I made him leave because I was afraid they were gonna. He's gonna bark. The whole, he's in this chew phase right now, and by that I mean like he's a puppy, and I think this goes on for quite some time. Yeah, I think that's a big so. part of their life. Gosh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, you were cool a week ago, but now I like don't have any toes left, man. So yeah, <laughs> so I'm just I'm a real big homebody, and I don't because I do so many different events, and I know this sounds uh, probably terrible. Like, I don't like committing to things outside of work because I'm just like, man, if I have to, like, I, I commit to so many things for work mm-hmm. that I just like, I, I'm not a big fan of dressing up. Just want to come home and, and kick back and. Unless you're on a, unless you're on a Zoom interview with. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and I just came back, I, like I was at work today, so I didn't have to do, there's already hairspray in there, you know, it just pops up. So we're good. <laughs> so, so side note, are you guys, are you recording a lot of stuff at home or, or are you still going in? So I'm going in still. Okay. Um, there's a, there, a majority of the anchors are still going in. Um, Mary, my co-anchor is broadcasting from home right now. And she, I guess so she'll probably do that till we kind of get the all clear. Um, but every reporter is doing it from home. Every photographer, we have a lot of our producers who write the show. It's pretty crazy to see what you're capable of. Like, yeah. I feel like this, this has completely changed the way that every organization works. Mm. Yeah. I, I saw a picture from the kicks wake up crew of like their home studios. And I was sitting yes. there like, it was kind of, it kind of was a visual way of me saying, oh, wow, this is crazy. They're like doing professional broadcasting at home, but you see it, you see it all over the place now. So it's kind of funny. Uh, Walmart said that, well, the broadcasting thing at home is crazy because watching like cable network mm-hmm. and seeing people from home, it is, it's pretty wild. And it took live, me a while to take Ryan this and Kelly. Live with yes. Brian and Kelly. They're at home. It's not a fun show to watch anymore. Okay. So <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I mean, th- th- that's the thing. I, I understand the reasoning for this. I hope that people don't make this something that they say, oh, wait, I can't make it in. Or I hope that it doesn't become any sort of norm for any reason other than what the situation we're in. I just, I don't know. I just... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of old school. That. I mean, or original. I don't know. I mean, that's just what we like. Um, 
But also, don't you find that when you're watching somebody from home, you're kind of like looking at their background. Like every time I yeah. saw oh, yeah. a main anchor, I'm like, oh man, what's their decor like? Or, <laughs> you know, like, oh, they got bad taste. You what know? is that OTC? It's the OTS. OTS. Over the shoulder. Over the- <laughs> I was thinking over the chin. Over the chin. And that's true, too. <laughs> you, yeah. you can look it up. I found I saw a video of a news reporter doing something at home, and in, like, the top right corner, his cat is, like, sitting there, like, licking himself. And that's, Amazing. like, all you can see in the screen the whole time. It's awesome. Yeah. So, so actually, on that, let's transition yeah. um, to talking about the news a little bit and, and what you're doing professionally right now. Um, so yes. we're going to take a quick break uh, and we're going to come right back to um, real quick, guys. Uh, if you want some coffee, beans, grounded up, if you want whole bean, if you want a cup of coffee, y'all make sure to check out Ubora um, Coffee Roasters. They do all the roasting in-house. Um, Walter Dyer is not going to be there. He's at home because of the, his quarantine um, for his yeah, they're, work. They're doing uh, to-go orders, basically, right? You walk yes. in, you can get it to-go. Uh, yep. They got a whole thing set up over in there. Oh, yeah. Um, if you, When you walk in the doors, they have everything blocked off, and you just go straight to the left, and you yep. make an order. Um, and I just want to shout them out real quick to make sure you get that nice nitro-brewed coffee. Uh, or, or colada. Or a colada. David, David, can you tell them real quick what a colada is? You're going to change their life. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. So, so espresso, right? Espresso is awesome because you drink it and it makes your energy level go as high as you could possibly imagine it being. Well, espresso has also got this kind of like bitter flavor to it. And so a colada is a Cuban coffee. Um, If you go to like Miami or South Florida, you're going to see it all the time. And it's a sugar infused espresso. And it is amazing. And it is delicious. And it is fantastic. And if you get it, you will not regret it. It's life changing and it's not on the menu, but still trust us, ask for it. And they will love to make one for you. That's true. I've got other coladas in the city of Augusta and I am not going to say where, but they were not as good or close to as good as the Ubor coladas. Well, thank you, Walter, uh, for, for thank you, Walter, for telling us about coladas. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Walter, for, for telling us what to ask for, because I did not know what to ask for. <laughs> other good people out there that we're actually partnered with now um, is the clubhouse and the clubhouse right. is found it's inside the cyber center. They've been around for more than what, when we thought for seven plus years yeah. in a city of Augusta working towards funding and helping out startup businesses. Um, and so we're, excuse me, we are proud to now say that we're partnered with them at the clubhouse and if you are trying to find them on the internet, it is the clubhouse and it's C L U B H O dot. No H O U dot S E dot S E. So you just yeah. type in the clubhouse, but put the dot before the S E. There's no easy way to say that. There's no easy way. But when you see it, it's so simple. Yes. And, and, and you, you will look at it and you'll be like, that was easy. And that's right. That's how working with the clubhouses. It's yeah, and uh, essentially, it is a, a shared working space, right? Uh, with tons of um, 
resources that you can use printers, 3d printers, um, everything you need to really make a startup business start working and the clubhouse is there. What better way than for us to partner with them as a newish podcast, which in about less than a month, we're coming up on our one year anniversary. And, uh, David, you want to tell us a little bit about our last partner, our last partner to talk about, love to talk about our last partner. (laughs) How much whiskey have you had? I actually... <laughs> oh, you, you topped it off. You finished it. <laughs> That's all gone. Um, so, so our last partner, uh, I'm very excited to talk about them. Uh, actually, so our last partner is the Little Guide to Augusta. Um, in our last episode, we kind of talked about the Little Guide, and we had mentioned... Uh, that the 2020 edition will be out soon. Well, I've actually spoken to Stuart Rayburn, the owner of The Little Guide, and he has confirmed that they are going forward with the printing of The Little Guide 2020. And so you will see our questionably beautiful faces in The Little Guide uh, within the next month. Uh, So Little Guide 2020, check it out wherever you are supporting local businesses um, and, and this really ties into CSRA.co that we had talked about a little bit last week. If you're on CSRA.co, you're looking at all these small businesses, these local businesses. It's going to tell you what the business is, where it is. When you go to those businesses, you pick up the little guide, and the little guide is going to tell you the history. It's, it's free, and it's going to tell you all about these different businesses. And so younger people... And, and really just people in, in the world now, when, when we support a business, we're supporting their product, but we're also supporting their story. And the little guide is telling the stories of the businesses in Augusta. And that's why, at the end of the day, that's why we have a partnership with them. Right. It's, uh, it, it ties directly into exactly what we're trying to do here. And we're right. super excited about that. And, um, and right. we're back. Yes, we are back with Barclay Bishop. So now I, I do want to kind of ask you, so you've been doing the news in Augusta for, for how long? I've been here for 13. It took about a year and a half hiatus. So okay. 11. So, so over 10 years, you've been doing the news in Augusta. So I guess talk to us about like, like your career. Like, do you think that you're going to stay in Augusta? Like, do you have ambition here? Like, what is the next step for you? I thought you were going to stop and be like, so do you have ambition? I was like, dang, that's a pretty, pretty I, I intense question, you, huh? I assume you have ambition. Um, I assume you have no, ambition, but not everybody wants to go to, you know, New York yes. or what, you know, ambition is specific to you. So what it. You know, what is it? For sure. Um, I get this question asked all the time. And I will say that at one point in my career, yes, I wanted to go to a bigger network. I wanted a bigger market. Um, And that was right when I left doctor's hospital and I came back and I said, I'm going to get my feet wet for six months, get my bearings again, and then I'm off. And that's when that NBC position opened. Mm-hmm. And I really started to meet a good network of friends. And that is something that's very hard in this business when you first start, because, um, you know, I think you don't really know. I think anybody in this business could probably say the same thing. You don't know if people are your friends because 
there's something that you can do for them or, you know, I just, I don't know. I was very, very young and I just, it was hard for me to figure out if like the people I was making friends with, were they superficial or was it because they genuinely wanted to get to know me or did they think that someday down the road I could help them out because of my, my position. And maybe that's an arrogant way to say that. And I don't mean it that way, but it is kind of, you 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 do have a pretty big platform though. Yeah. And so I've figured out very easily now I can decipher that, but, um, I do not want to leave. I want to stay where I am. I, I love the station. I love my station. I mean, we're a legacy station and people that are, you know, like Brad and Jenny and Mary and, and D who was on the news desk at ABC years ago and came back, you know, and John Hart's been there for years. So, um, yeah, once you get a, like, Channel 6 is a great, great family. I really like working for them. What, and, what, um, is a, what is a legacy station? What does that mean exactly? So we always say legacy station. I mean, everybody, here's my interpretation of it. Like, I'm the cubby anchor still, and I've been there for 10 years, you okay. know? So legacy to me is somebody that's, that you're, you know, Mary Morrison's been there for more than 30 years. George Myers, George Escla, same thing. You know, like, legacy to me is... 15 plus years, like somebody that you can trust and you, and you know, you've grown up with them, so to speak. So you're like very well tenured organization. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry about, that. I was just, I, I didn't no, know you're good, like you're a good. newsroom lingo that maybe I didn't know about. Um, no, maybe honestly. it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so you want to stay in Augusta and you want to continue to be a part of that community. Um, yes. Oh Yeah. And and I actually saw you at, at YPA, Young Professionals of Augusta. I want to say recently, but it feels like it was like two years ago. I, know, uh, I think it was like, like it. three months ago, if we're being honest. Back in the day when we could yeah. all get together. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day when I could actually shake your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fond, fuzzy memory. Uh, oh, but, man. But what, uh, what kind of community involvement do you do um, outside of that? Yes. So... Uh, Barclays Believers is something that I started back in 2015. And it started just because I was asked to be a candidate for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And they have this man, woman of the year campaign. And it's a 10 week challenge. And whoever raises the most money during that 10 week challenge, you're considered like the man or the woman of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's raising money for blood cancer, but I am, um, I don't like to lose. And so I like, Okay. I mean, I, I didn't win it and that's okay, but I still raised over $60,000 in 10 weeks, wow, which is the most incredible. I've ever done. So I was proud of that. Um, I did get the community involvement award, but that's because I just did a bunch of different community stuff. And really what I did is it just kind of catapulted my opportunity to keep doing that. And I was able to find a new pivot. Like I was able to pivot and figure out something that I really like to do, which is raise money and see how far I can push that. And so, um, I started Barclays Believers more of a, as a service organization and I've teamed up with other people and like Fernando Velasco, who's a former NFL player, but he's out of Brents in Jefferson County. And so he and his wife have a football camp, uh, which he actually just got the um, program or the player development director position in Arkansas. He was at Georgia. And so he's there now. And so, you know, we went in and raised funds to help give books to elementary school kids and Wrens and to middle school kids and, and all these kids in Jefferson County, just as a nice little gesture. So I like to go around and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> I just have been committed to LLS for 
for years doing stuff, raising funds for that. And then I just love mission work too. So I love being a part of the dream center or going on mission trips. And that's kind of like my, my, you know, if somebody asked me to do something like that, I'm, I'm always in on that. That's incredible. You, you were busy 26 hours of the day. It sounds like. I see why your weekends are only for you in your home. And I'm not even very good at keeping them only to me, but you know, I'm not, I'm learning to master the power of saying no. And I think so many of us can, I think we're all the same way, right? Like by the end of the week, you're like, what happened in my week? I said, this was going to be like an empty week. How did it just get full? Oh, it's so easy to do that. So easy. So, so Chris, I've, I've been dominating the questions and, and I kind of feel bad about that. I'm, well, I'm going okay, to sit back and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of throw it back to you a little bit. Well, you put me on the spot. This is more of a day to day thing. Your, yeah. your job, you are the, in the good morning, Augusta in the morning GMA. Yeah. Um, what time does your workday start? Oh, Yes. And when does it end in the day or do you, are you on call during the day basically since it's news? So the first alarm goes off at two forty one. <laughs> the second alarm goes off at two fifty two. And I have is there to a be, science. Is there a science behind that? Or uh, it's like that. It, the 11 minutes is just not enough to fall back asleep, but you <laughs> do feel like it's a solid amount. Like oh, I've got 11 more minutes. I'm good. Just you know, I mean, it's not like yeah. four more minutes, it's 11, and that's pretty solid. Okay. Uh, and then when that second one goes off, I have until 3.09 to officially jump out of bed, get a shower, like wash my hair, blow dry my hair, and I'm out the door at 3.51. The problem here is there's no room for error. So if there was ever an accident on the road on my way in on my seven-minute drive, yeah. this would rock my world. I have only overslept one time. And that was back in the day when our show started at five and I got a call at 428 and I was like, the beautiful thing is that I had so much hairspray in my hair from the day before (laughs) that I was able to pop up off of my pillow and that bouffant, like it didn't move. (laughs) So that was the only time that I've ever slept. You do that one time and you never do it again. Uh, So then I'm at work at four. Um, I put my makeup on within about 12 minutes. This is really structured. This is really messed up, but it's just, okay. you get used to this. And then uh, on the desk at 4.28, we started at 4.30. And then we have a noon show at 12. So go figure, a noon show at 12. And then at 12.30, I'm done. Now, I usually have my bag packed, my purse and my makeup at the door, in the back door of the studio. And at 12.30, in like 12 seconds, I'm out that back door going home. <laughs> So I, I'm I usually home by twelve forty-five, but on you know like crazy stuff. Whenever there's storm damage or storms or COVID or just anything extra, yeah. um, you're always on. I mean, you're always on standby. But we write and produce the noon show, so we're pretty we're pretty busy from four a.m. on. So, so actually, on that note, what's like a really memorable story for you that you've been able to be a part of, or or a couple? It yeah, is like. So I did, um, I interviewed Obama when he was a candidate. Wow. So that was kind of cool. I didn't That's realize like it was hipster, cool. The politician hipster, like I got him before yeah. he was cool, you know? Here's the <laughs> kicker to that is that I was so new um, that I had laid out that day before 
I had laid out like my suit. Cause this was the day when you would wear suits. You would never wear like just blouses. So I had my suit laid out. And then the, the guy that was my photographer, he's like, make sure that you wear your channel six polo. I'm like, Oh man, I guess that's right. They wouldn't recognize me if I even had my press badge. So you have this picture of me with Obama and like everybody else is in their suit and looking really nice. And here I am in this like ratty old like, channel six <laughs> logo. And I'm just like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like these cargo khakis. That was awful. I'm like, man. Um, so that was, oh, then I, another, these aren't even memorable. I guess they are, but they're just. Yeah, they're pretty memorable so far. <laughs> How about masters, my first masters. And I went and did a story on all the golf trailers that were across the national. And so I went into this golf trailer and they always tell you when you first start, like when you go interview somebody, you always ask them to say and spell their first and last name. Cause usually you don't know how to say or spell it and whatever. It's just kind of just standard procedure. Mm-hmm. And I woke up to this guy and, and I was like, can you say and spell your first and last name? He's like, uh, Nick Faldo, N-I-C. I was like, oh, okay. And I took it back to the stage and everybody's like, you asked Nick Faldo how to say and spell his first and last name? I was like, I didn't know the guy. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> um, so I you got probably appreciated that. that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> that later. was probably a humbling experience that he talked about. In- oh, my gosh. He's probably like, who is this dumb blonde that just <laughs> came into this trailer <laughs> yeah so that those were i mean i've done some cool interviews like big boy like random from outcast that's awesome wow, that's really How did cool. that happen yeah uh he was doing a show at the oh do you guys remember it was the power how long have you guys been in augusta my whole life like okay so, years 20 years so then you remember the it was at the power jam it was the uh, minnesota fats um was it Power Jam or something out in like the exchange grounds in Augusta, the Augusta exchange grounds? I, I don't think I was old enough to know what that is, unfortunately. How old are you? I'm 24. Okay, you definitely probably were not there. I I'm was not. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't. I wasn't there. I don't know. All right. hmm, I believe well, you. I believe you. Sounds fun. I was there. And then, of course, like just <clears> cool <throat> stuff. I just, I love the concerts, like Montgomery Gentry. We got to introduce them and That's just, cool. you know, Masters Week stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had, like, from a more like newsy standpoint, yeah. I loved my um, interview with a guy who was a Holocaust survivor and he was an Aiken. And he, it was great. His story was nuts. And he had the branding on his arm from like when he was actually in the camp. And so that was really like, that was a really interesting story. You Um, won some kind of award for that, right? So I actually won an award for the one that I did a couple of years ago that was on another Holocaust survivor, but it wasn't, it wasn't the Jewish Holocaust. It was, um, she was a she was um, Polish. So it was like this, it was like after the world war two and then they started to get um, put in camps. So it was kind of like a retaliation. It was another while. I just, I love those kind of stories because there's just so far and few between of those kind of survivors and it's just insane conditions what they lived in. So yeah. So that was my, that was another one. Well, do you, do you have any, um, 
Do you have any interview tips for us before we move on? We, we of course, have one final question for you, but... Oh, you please tell give me all the critique I need. All <laughs> no, you guys are actually really good interviewers. Here's what <laughs> I am terrible at that you guys are good at. When somebody is ready to give the answer, I keep talking and I'm like, oh. and then I'll go back and be like, oh, why don't you shut up? Like, we, it was about to get a great soundbite. <laughs> we yeah. <laughs> for no, sure. It's, you guys are good. Solid you sound questions. Like, uh, you sound like me talking to myself when I'm editing these. So uh, Yeah, I used to watch back my stuff all the time, and now I just don't, but I probably should give it a little review again. Actually, I do have a question. <laughs> yeah. This is a little fun question outside the box. So we're all quarantined uh, yeah. for the most part. We're all living at home. And uh, we get done with work way earlier than we used to. And mm-hmm. uh, we find Netflix, Hulu, or... Uh, you know, Amazon Prime, all that great stuff. What are your top shows that you're watching right now? Yeah. And Down what Abbey. Do you think about Tiger King. Please don't say Tiger King. <laughs> okay. I won't There's say Tiger King. People. I will say Tiger King and I, as that was the most recent one that I watched. <laughs> Not a huge fan of the Tiger King and I. I've been into Downton Abbey right now. Okay. I, I don't know. I guess it's because it's like six seasons and it really feels a lot of time. I'm not um, judging. I'm just curious. I'm trying to Goliath. Get to, uh, Goliath. What is Goliath? Solid. What is it? Yeah. yeah, it's with Billy Bob Thornton. He's a oh, lawyer. Yes. I do yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, also, you should watch Bull. B U L. Yes, it's Bull. it's about the scientific uh, jury selection, and it's actually based off Doctor Phil and what he was prior. To, he's a science. A jury science lawyer of some sort. So basically he can figure out what the jury is going to do. It's crazy. Oh, it's great. That's cool. Yeah. You need to watch it. It's a really, really good show. That's cool. Yeah, so I, that's what I, and Tiger King, I don't even count that because I watched that in a day. Well, like, that's how that's good it was. That's when you know told, you have a problem. Yeah. I told my producer, I was like, don't come back next weekend until you finish this show. Well, my wife and I watched a show in two days. It's a docu-series that's on Hulu, but HBO did it. It's called McMillions. Oh, yeah, yeah, McMillions. And it's about oh. the Monopoly fraud, how some how one person scammed McDonald's out of $25 Ooh. million. It, really cool. And it, they, yeah, you've been posting about this. You've been all about this, McMillions. I have to watch it. Okay, so so Barkley, we have one more question for you. Uh, it's okay. a question that we ask to every single guest on the show, and and we really love to hear the variety of answers. You have a really cool perspective because you are from a city that is, in my opinion, and I may be wrong, nothing like Augusta. Uh, yes. And you were from, and you went to West Virginia, so you didn't go to school here, and then you decided to come here, and you've just been here ever since, which is yeah. really cool. Um, and so our name is Drop the Dis, and our goal is that we want to fight against people that diss the city of Augusta. And so our question to you is, um, what do you say or what would you say to somebody that was dissing Augusta? So um, I, having been one of those people uh, early on when I first moved here and fed into the hype of Disgusta. And I was that person and I'm like furious at myself for that because now I'm part of all in Augusta. I I like pledge money to turn the city around and I love Augusta. Um, When somebody says that, I'm like, then fine, then leave. 
I mean, I'm like, if you don't want to be here, then that's cool. There's other places. But if you want to be a part of something that's booming and a cyber city and that's growing and that has innovative ideas and you've got a ton of people who are these millennials that people think are just like dumb or like don't know what they're doing. And yet those are the people filling the rooms at the cyber center and filling the rooms of all these brand new innovative businesses. Like I don't even... I. I feel like half of the people, and by that I mean like 99% of the people who say that, um, have not even come, like they don't even know what exists in Augusta. Mm -hmm. So when somebody says that, like, you're dead to me. (laughs) I mean, just like, (laughs) you don't even know what you're talking about. And if you don't want to be here, then leave. Is that bad? I just kicked out. No, I love it. I I want to find a way to put that on a shirt. It's like, you're just guess that you're dead to me. Yeah, um, put that on a shirt. That was, my boss will love this right now. <laughs> like, yeah, but I, I don't, if you don't want to be here, then the great thing is that you have the freedom to go cho- choose 49 other states that you can go to. So, right. 50. So, that's well, my day. Thank you. Thank you so much. For, thank you so much for your time on this show. Um, we are, we are crossing media streams right now. Yes. Uh, yes. And, uh, our heavily edited platform as opposed to your usually live platform. Right. And when, no, this whenever, is way better than live. Oh, someday live's going to get me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to interview you guys okay. when we get into the podcast studio. Okay. As I've just invited myself. I want to interview and do a live with you guys on my Facebook page. So oh, you had me until you said live. <laughs> well, guess what, buddy? We don't usually do live. It's okay mm. as long as I can say that first. We'll do it on my per- we'll do it on my personal page so I won't get in trouble for it being on my Dude. fan page. How about that? Dude, <laughs> we'll keep all of us safe. We'll, we'll make you some drinks and hide them the whole time. There you go. <laughs> Well, Barkley, thank you so much for coming on. We we really appreciate it, and and we really do look forward to to talking to you in the future. Yes. Um, When's this episode going to be out? It'll be out sun uh, Sunday of this coming Sunday. Yeah, which is okay. the nineteenth. The nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Whenever it's out, will you guys shoot me that tech or the link or something, and then I'll yeah. post it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. All right. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, guys. So next week's episode will be with Wes and Colleen Stewart. They are both um, artists and local artists in the area. They are currently painting the flowers and abstract work underneath the um, off Crawford Avenue. Uh, underneath the underpass of Calhoun Expressway. That's the one. So they're yeah. painting. They're painting under Calhoun Expressway. When you when you drive around in uh, on Crawford Avenue and you drive under it, you're gonna see it. Um, it's beautiful. And they they're working with. I know they used to. They were working with uh, local students. Yes. Students out and working with them. Uh, we know. Uh, Wes and Colleen Stewart personally as well. We we very much like them. Uh, they they've done a lot of local art around uh, the city of Augusta as well, um, including at Pineapple Link Tavern. Yes, and and so we're we're really excited to talk to them. They are going to be a personality, <laughs> and and that's what I'm excited for is because yes. usually 
we we're trying to hold our personalities back to talk to you know these normal people and i'm just really excited to talk to wes and colleen and kind of unleash a little bit same unwind (laughs) (laughs) so anyways uh guys thanks for listening and uh, uh we'll we'll see you next week